Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about that terrible 1-1 draw at home against Atlas. Terrible. And we'll look yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Terrible. With a capital T and a capital R in between. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about Necaxa, giving you guys, hopefully, your hopes up in regards to this upcoming game, because it is a must-win. Uh, but I'm not doing that alone, as always. And you guys already heard him in the background joining me today. It is the main man himself. I would dare to say everyone's favorite co-host in regards to this episode, in regards to this podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. You know, just ready to get some frustration out after a terrible draw and uh, like that. Like I was just mentioning to you, I, was ho- uh, I fell asleep, so I was hoping to wake up to a win until I ran into you. I was ran. I was like, well, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's plenty of, of, of stuff to to dissect and, and talk about in regards to that game. One of them being why it was such a late game on a Sunday evening. Uh, we'll, we'll get into those discussions as we will talk in regards to that drama that unfolded 24 hours before that match started. But before we go any further, let's introduce someone who has not been on the podcast for such a long time, but has always been working behind the camera. It is none other than our beloved co-host himself, Mr. AJ. Brooklyn is in the house. How are we? Doing all right. Hanging in there. It's been a while since the last been on the pod. I miss talking. I usually, you know, BS in, in the DMs, like talking about America. But, you know, now I finally get to, you know, as Ben said, vent out my anger on the men's yeah. side because they've been letting me down. And I don't like Damn. that. No, yeah, they've let us all down. Contrary to our ladies, which I will give you a, a perfect space later on in the podcast to give us, a, I mean, uh, AJ, to give us an update in regards to the ladies and what they've been up to because they have been on an ecstatic run of form since the league started. But again, we'll let you, uh, we'll let you have your platform at the end of the episode so you can give us up to date with everything. But you mentioned it perfectly. A lot of frustration here, AJ. A lot of frustration, Dylan, in regards to this America side. It seems like we were hoping that the nightmare that was League's Cup was going to be over, but it seemed to be kind of just trickling its way over to regular league play, which I think is the frustrating thing about it. But uh, before that, let's discuss what everyone was talking about in regards to this game. 24 hours before the game was supposed to kick off, Dylan, the league made an abrupt decision to change the venue from Estadio Jalisco to the Estadio Azteca. I was okay with that. Obviously, who isn't? We're going to have home field advantage. But it would have been nice to know ahead of time, you know, just in regards to, I'm sure the fans at, you know, down in Mexico City, which still, by the way, came in numbers with just mm-hmm. 24 hours to prepare for. But um, how did you feel? Because we spoke about it. We talked about the, the, the field, the Romeo Santos concert, how terrible it looked. <laughs> the fact that the ladies uh, had their game suspended because of that too. I mean, postponed in that sense. So, I mean, give me your two cents in regards to once the league actually announced that uh, the stadium was going to be uh, moved over to the Estega. Uh, yeah, like you said, I wasn't obviously mad about it because obviously we get that home field advantage. But also I was kind of 
really happy about it because I mean the what was it the Querétaro games already you know postponed. We're gonna have already a double or nada with that. And obviously this week was a double or nada. So I just feel like you know just moving it and just saying like hey like we'll just kind of not necessarily like just get it out of the way, but you know we'll just play the game now. That way we don't have to have like another double or double or nada down down the road. And and Harinis spoke about this specifically in his press conference, right? When they had announced that the game was going to be pushed over to the Azteca. Yeah, I think that was our biggest concern. The fact that the league was going to kind of postpone the game and we were going to have to play. That meant another week that we went without playing. And not just that, but now that's two games that you have to find a way to make up in a very, very congested calendar. So obviously it was nice to have it at the Azteca. Not so nice because the game was 8 p.m. kickoff for me. It was 11 p.m. for you. I mean, how does that feel from a fan perspective, knowing that, okay, your team is still going to be playing on Sunday, but now you got to wait an extra two, three hours than what you were expecting? That's tough, especially like people here in the East Coast. You know, it's on the Sunday. The next day, they got to like go work. So most people are probably not going to be able to catch the game at that point. They maybe might catch like a glimpse, like maybe for like half an hour or so before they got to call it a night. It's frustrating. It makes it even worse that for the people who did stay up, to watch this game, uh, yeah, ended up with a 1-1 draw. So uh, for it to be played that late on East Coast especially, yeah, no, that's not great. Not great whatsoever. I mean, Dylan <laughs> is a, and a testament to it. He cannot. He, uh, what'd you get to, the second half, Dylan? Yeah, I think um, it had to be maybe around the 60th, 65th minute whenever my lights went out. <laughs> Dylan was over there nodding, you know, like, like a new one, just like it's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it was not the most entertaining match whatsoever either to keep you no. awake. No. It, was, it was it was a very dull affair. I mean, we'll get into the nitty gritty of it, but you weren't the only one, Dylan. Our good friend uh, Ricardo, aka the Jersey guy, he was on here talking uh, Chicago Fire with us. Um, he he definitely did not make. He was giving me Twitter updates as he was going because I told him make sure you stay awake because every time you don't watch them, we don't win. So I think we got up to the point where maybe we kind of drew and then he just lights out as well, too. But hey, you're in <laughs> you're in Texas. He's in Florida. Dylan, I mean, AJ, I, I don't know how you made it. Well, then again, sometimes I, you're 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 more of a nocturnal owl than anything. So I, I kudos to you for making it. But uh, shout out to Christian, too. He stayed up for like the entirety of the game, too. Had a whole rant afterwards, too. <laughs> so uh, I'm just like, wow, this guy is uh, he's going to be running on very little. Uh, sleep going into work but i think that was the sucky part about it and ah, that's the worst way to start a monday to be honest knowing that you kind of stayed up all night for that performance and then you had to go to work the next day and you're just like well that was pretty crappy wasn't it so that's no, yeah. that's terrible in a sense yeah no but let's let's talk in regards to this game um obviously we had a couple of players that were going to be out we already knew that uh Nestor Araujo wasn't going to be playing Emilio Lara took his spot uh, Henry Martin, of course, still not ready. And, of course, Fidalgo serving that suspension. Dylan, we, we had maybe thought that, you know, with these kind of sudden changes, you put in a couple of players here and there. America should have been capable of getting the job done. My question to you is, what happened? Why why couldn't they? In, in, in the brief 60-something minutes that you saw of this game, what was lacking? Because this, this was a game where America dominated possession-wise. The ball yeah. was always on an America player's feet, just creativity. I think that's what we lack right now. Yeah, no, I think, I think like you said, the creativity just uh, really wasn't there for me. I mean, when you look at this uh, thing from 
um, a good a good chunk of this perspective too. I mean, you I think you had more shots in the first half than you, than you did in the second half, and obviously, you know, um, one of them able to fall in the back and get into the back of the net to equalize, and then you go the whole second half without, you know, more than what she did in the first half. Um, you know, that, that's pretty little concerning too. I just, you know, the creativity just really isn't there. Um, I don't know if uh, this is something we'll always touch on, but I think Christian was very vocal of like, it's kind of obvious somebody is missing from the midfield. And I, I obviously he was hitting at Fidalgo, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with that at, at the moment. But, uh, um, you know, because when you look at it too, I think you you have the, have the players to step up to, you know, keep that creativity going and to, and to create the spaces, create the chances. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it just didn't happen. And so that's the thing that's really lacking right now. No, I agree in that sense. AJ, anything more to add on to that? Um, Just frustrating as a whole, really, that with the chances and positions that this team had, they just could not get more than one goal into the back of the net, which is really pretty frustrating, especially the good looks that America had in the first half, too. It just seems like by the second half, they just seemed like they were just starting to run out of ideas. They didn't know what to do at that point. I feel like that's when Atlas and took advantage. They had more shots than America in that second half, despite having less possession. Thankfully, the defense pulled through for us at the end of the day, but even then, you with the starting 11 like this, I know that we're missing some key players, but even with the team that um, Jadin has, he should be able to do more with this team, and especially when you're looking at uh, big-name players like Quinones. With the amount of chances that he had, then he fumbled. You expect more from a guy like him, especially for someone that really, um, that a lot of Americanistas really wanted, and this is how he's performing. Which is not a good look on him. Dylan's already laughing because he knows where I'm going with this already. He just, I, Dylan, I swear to you, he got he got blown for like offside within like the first six minutes. I was ready to chuck my TV out the window. I was like, "What are you serious?" I mean, look, I don't want to bang on him because I know this is not his position, but I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Cunha Quinones is nothing but a fraud. I'm, I'm just saying, like, he, what has he, what has he produced? Two, three, three goals. It, I, tell me, has he been a clutch player for us so far this season? Now I get it. It's not his position. And he looked amazing when Henry was on the pitch. And I'm sure whenever he does, he's going to be an amazing player. But right now I'm calling him a fraud. Like, give me all that money back and let's spend it somewhere else because the mans cannot do the job. And I think it's 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 mind blowing. You played alongside Julio Furch, and you cannot pick up a thing or two about how to play in that position. I, that to me is the most craziest thing, to be honest. And I know people are gonna come at me and they're gonna be like, "Ivan, you're crazy." Whatever, call me crazy if you want. But I'm I'm clipping it here right now. I'm gonna post this on TikTok too, so people know I am calling Julian Quinones out as a fraud. Okay, I want him. He's a wanted man, and and by just criminal performances. Can never stay on side, and whenever he has these one-on-one opportunities, I feel like he just he blows it, absolutely blows it. And I think that's the frustrating thing about me for it. And and God, I hope I'm wrong. I hope at the end of the season we're talking about you know we're into the league and he scored 12, 14 goals for us, and I'm gonna look like an idiot. But you're in the Jornada four, and you know he got one goal. Whoop de doo. Not really that impressed. You know. I think I think that just ends the episode today. So thanks for coming out, guys. You know, appreciate y'all <laughs> listening. So. Ivan with the with the take, so. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Chris is saying you know he's having a Darwin Quintero type of type of games who also played out of position. 
You also, Chris also mentioned, you know, Jardines making things too complicated and, and, you know, with players rotating on the field. And I'll get to that in a second because I think the managers, just as much as the players have, have faulted this, but you're right, AJ. It's frustrating to know that with the talent that we have on our disposal and, and granted, we don't have all our key players, but you look at that team and you're like, this is enough to get the job done at home against Atlas. And you're wasteful. I don't even want to say wasteful because I can't remember America having like four or five clear opportunities. You're more like flat. Like, like there's yeah. no creativity. No, no, no. I don't know if there's no communication. I, I mean, I really don't know what the issue is at hand here, Dylan, but. There's, uh, there's no communication in the back line of that first goal, so. Oh, whatsoever. Oh. Whatsoever. <laughs> uh, if you go back uh, and you see that play, it starts off. Uh, this is what frustrates me. It starts off. Really, literally a throw-in. Yeah. Throw-in. I don't know why Emilio Lara wants to bite so high up. He's marking uh, Caicedo, and, and he completely just doesn't get the ball, gets pulled out of position. Now he's tracking back and running. So I don't know if Chava Reyes thinks, okay, that's your man, so you got to get him, and just totally decides I'm not going to stick to this pace, or if just Lara was like, no communication, like, hey, you track him. I got this, uh, I got the guy in front of me, whatever the case may be, but it, it just, I was hoping, I was praying that there was going to be an offside, but no, didn't get yeah. called off. Yeah. So. I, I think, uh, I think going back to, um, and I don't know if you'll agree, with, anybody will agree with me with this, but um, it's like we said in the last episode, Ivan, you know, that like what Kevin has done in the attack, wonderful, tremendous, but like, I think when you go back and look at that, I think you want to see Kevin apply a little bit more pressure too because was it Lozano that just had was just like free willy-nilly just right there and then just easy cross it's just like like come on like Mm -hmm. like don't get don't get like press the ball to where like you're gonna get freaking like dribbled by but like come on like do a little bit more there too and so you need to see more from Kevin face down don't don't give him the option to drift wide because you see that he's a very creative player on the ball that he can pick a pass so that's the frustrating thing about it. America had numbers in the box. I mean, yeah. you're talking uh, an attack that was like two to four. Five, 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 two. Was, yeah, yeah, it was five, five two. two. Yeah. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> we still got scored on. Like, that is the state of the uh, uh, that we are with our defense where we know that you, we can have 10 defenders and the opposition can have three attackers and we're still somehow conceding. That's the frustrating thing. And AJ, this isn't a surprise to any Americanista. Our defense has not been great for... God, I want to say the past four or five years. It's been a while, man. Oh, you want to ask something? We say that. We say that, but but in those four or five years, there was that one, there's that one defense that we criticized every episode, but it was like the best defense in the league. So. <laughs> but it was for a reason. Like people were like, I remember we would go out, uh, people would come onto the podcast or we would go to other people's podcasts and they'd be like, oh my God, you guys have the best defense. Like no one's scoring on you guys. Like, it, you know praising us left and right for having the best of I was like you have you are not watching our games like we are we, the only reason we have what we have is because of choice making some saves and I don't know how we haven't conceded a couple of those goals so I mean I think luck was on our side in that sense but this defense is just I think um, someone tweeted out some Americanista Twitter account tweeted out I think he says like Trying to remember the name, but he's his at is like I hate Layun or something like that. But basically, he <laughs> he had um he had posted like the top goal scorers in defense, right? Obviously, it's Bruno Valdez and uh, El Capitan Tano, and then Emma Aguilar was fourth, fourth, okay. Oh. And I kind of co-returned and I said, you know what? If, if Bruno Valdez and Emma Aguilera have 
are in the top five of this list, it just goes to show that we are in shambles. Like we need something better. And and we haven't had something better in the past couple of years. No, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love I love Kevin, you know, what, what he can be and you know, especially what he's done in the tag, like you mentioned, but I it's one of those things where where if, I think if I had to pick Kevin or a solid center back, I think I'd probably go with the center back, to be honest. No, 100%. I think, I'm, don't get me wrong. I think it, we talked about it last episode, AJ. I, me and Dylan said that, you know, there's reminiscences of Pablo Aguilar whenever he came right and he ended up, you know, being a great player going forward and then obviously ended up being just as good of, of, of a defender. I mean, you saw him play center back a couple of times there, which, mm-hmm. you know, we scratched our head a couple of times as to why we did that, but I, th- I think it's safe to say that Kevin Alvarez will slowly but surely get there to that point where he's just as good of a defender as he is going forward. Oh, of course, hundred percent. Um, he's been producing a lot as Dylan mentioned before on the attack, really great. Like just because he just needs some adjustment to just be on the defense, just how he is, and I feel like he uh, he'll slowly pick it up and be just as good on the attack and on the defense at the very end. Agreed. Agreed. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, the tactics here. We spoke about the biggest issue being Julian Quinones and his inability to play as striker. And we talked about the, you know, incapacity of our defenders. But the midfield, the midfield as, as, a, as a sole kind of entity that was kind of given the instruction to create, be the driving force to make America the powerhouse that it's supposed to be. It it just it lacked a spark, and I don't know if it's if Christian's right if we're missing Fidalgo just that much, and if he really truly is that ignition to this midfield. I don't know what do you what do you think, Dylan? Um, I I didn't. I could see why Fidalgo is is missing. You know, it's a big miss. Um, but you know that that's also one of the things too where I. You, you want Diego Valdez to step up in that role too to be able to create. I mean, that's why he has a ten. I mean, it, it shouldn't just necessarily be on one player. Um, but you know, if that's the case, well, that's the case to me. But you know, I guess we're missing Fidalgo. But I mean, the, like I guess Diego Valdez has the ten for a reason, and that's where you needed him to step up the most. And then he obviously did it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, San- Jonathan Dos Santos was there, but you know, it's not really my type of player. You know, to to be um, in a role to fit Fidalgo and then Richard is just being Richard at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, it, it just, it's just more frustrating because, like I said, it's just you didn't see Valdez step up in the way he should have, even even with Fidalgo not there. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about it is Diego Valdez also had the captain's armband, right? Yeah. So I was expecting a pretty big game from him. Yeah. And he was a shadow of a player. I mean, completely kind of wouldn't ghost a little bit, AJ. I don't know if that's an adequate way of putting it, but I think Dylan's on to something. You expect more from your 10 in these type of matches. Of course. That's kind of like the same thing that we saw with Cordova when we gave him that number 10. He kind of just Mm -hmm. ghosted, just wasn't there. And then with Vadis, like, yeah, like past couple of games where you could say last season, he was spectacular for us. But since like we're like not on the greatest of runs, it just seems like as well that he's kind of just not being the player that we saw in him when we first signed into the Bum, and to be wearing a number like that and to have the Captain Darman's out, we expect a lot from you. 
Sure, you're missing one of your key teammates in that midfield, who's usually being the one being creative to facilitate the passes and the plays, but Baj should be doing just the same thing as that. Like, he's gone, like, oh, I can fill in the role just as fine as that. But yeah, no, just literally, he, he just wasn't around that midfield. I feel like we're more of so like attack, trying to attack on the wings, but it just were, wasn't working out just as well. And it's interesting you bring up the wing put because I wanted to kind of bring it up as well. So Harinez implementing kind of something that's being very trendy right now, which is a very much attacking with your wingers tucking in and your fullbacks obviously playing a little bit more closer to, to the touchline. So you see the likes of Leo Suarez whenever he has the ball tucked in a little bit more or, or he receives the ball a little bit more tucked in rather than being so close to the wing. And you saw a little bit of that in Brian Lozano, although I think Brian naturally drifts wide just because that's kind of the, the player that he is. But you see that. So there's a lot of changing roles. And you see Diego Valdez with that freedom kind of drift a little bit more to the left, a little bit more to the right. So you see that. Whilst that was going on, I felt like there was too much chaos in between where I think a lot of players didn't really understand. Okay, if you're here, you're there, then what's the role of going you know, where am I going? Once I pass you the ball, where am I going? Am I going forward? Am I going back? Am I, am I staying? And so I think there was some confusion in that sense. So Chris is onto something in that sense that maybe Harinez tactics is a little, are a little bit too complex for these players to understand. Again, I don't really think that's kind of on them as much as it is the manager to explain it and to have the players grasp it because I think these guys are professionals that they know exactly what it is that they need to do, right? So. I thought that was very interesting to see and, and notate. And I think maybe that's why we struggle a little bit because if you see this America side and, and you compare it to Thanos or these, it's, it's night and day. It's not really the same kind of fluidity going forward. It kind of reminisces a little bit of what we did with Solari Dylan. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can see where the comparison are at. I think Someone, uh, I posted the full-time graphic and someone commented under there saying, I felt like I was just watching Solaris America again. And he's not wrong in a sense. This, no. Like, both very possessive teams. Mm-hmm. Although I think Karine has a little bit more of intention to be more aggressive going forward and more direct than maybe Solari was. But at this point right now, they're neck and neck. And that is not a good thing for him. That's not a good sign. That is not anything to to kind of be celebrating because as you can tell this is an america side that is just flat and that's the yeah. best way to describe mm-hmm. it yeah 100%. no definitely yeah yeah so, and, and go go yeah yeah and so uh, it's just you know and and it just sucks because you know you know and and i i try not to drink the kool-aid too much because going into the season you know with his press conferences you know um he knew what he was getting into. He knew the institution he was coming to. And, you know, he, he admitted he's like, you know, coming here to win, to win titles, you know, because that's the way this institution is at the end of the day. And I feel like, you know, even for America Twitter, you know, just hearing the way he would talk to teams, especially before, I think it was the second friendly before the season started, whenever he flew out, flew out to talk to them and stuff. And then it's the way he would talk. I mean, yeah, it was great and stuff, but I even said it too. I was like, it's all talk, but show it on the pitch too. And and I haven't yet to really seen it on the pitch through through what eight games, maybe seven games, somewhere around there. 
yeah, we had four in League Cup. Now we have three here. So yeah, seven eight yeah. games. So yeah, it's it's not been a good it's not been a good sign for for him whatsoever. No, but I mean, I'm personally giving him until Nakaxa one, and, and if we don't get the job done there, then I'm throwing him on the hot seat. Christian's being a little bit more lenient. He's giving them until the Leon game. AJ, at what point do we need to start f- focusing in on Hardine and really starting to criticize him just as much as the players? Um, the two classical games he got um, right around the that's coming right up. It's the Cruz Azul game and the Chivas game. You got two classicals back to back. All that talk that you're, you're trying to talk about the club. I know like you're probably trying to be, you know, respectful to the club and to the fans, but it's like, it's like Got shot on the pitch. If you cannot beat this Nick Daxite, who are doing poorly right now in Liga Mekis, there's a problem. And you got Leon, who are they're doing well. Uh, they're doing well in league. If you can't do that either, you're gonna start having a lot of fans out. What can you even do in the Clasico at this point? You're still trying to figure things out with the players you have. It it feels like there's a lack of creativity missing. Understand it's because yes, we're missing key players in here, but you should still be able to do something with the starting eleven. The fact that you're still trying to figure the game plan out compared to what it was last season where it was attacking football, but we were just knowing what to do with it. But the guys you have on this team, you should be scoring goals with no problem on the attack, but it just seems like we're just struggling to do so and running out of ideas. I give them until these two classical game, um, the two upcoming classical games we got. If you can't fix something there, then I don't know what he can do for the rest of the season at this rate. It just being a lot more gracious with his time than yeah. mine. I'm giving him. Yeah. I'm giving him 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow, maybe I should reconsider that. But I, I mean, it's 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 a good point. It's a good fair point because I think you can maybe rally the troops within those two classicals. But I mean, chops still got to get done within now and then. No, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, I think it was was it the Columbus game where we just like decided to lay a goose egg and. Lost that one four 0 the second League Cup game. I, yep. th- I, I think I was I think I was pretty much already on the putting him on the train then. Whenever I was like, nah, this dude's got to go. We're gonna lose like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Yeah, and it was an experiment that I guess I came out and defended him a little bit. I said it, I understood why he experimented the way he did. Never mm-hmm. should have lost the way he did, though. That's unacceptable. But we were already in. Why, why risk a couple of players? I mean, Henry still ended up getting hurt like the following game at warm up. So, what was the yeah. point of that? Um, but you're right. Look, as as fans, we are very much spoiled, right? And and in the day and age we live in, obviously everything we want is like give it to me now, right away. And it's the same thing when it comes to Harness, The same thing that comes with 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 soccer and everything. And and we want it. We want this team to just from the get go, boom. Right, and we were spoiled a little bit that within this past tenure we got some really good football. We got far. We just can never get over that hurdle, which was the semifinal, right? So we just thought Harine comes in, somehow magically we're gonna get over that hurdle. Reality is, we kind of have to go back to the drawing board, start from scratch, learn new things, and these players have to adapt to a different playing style. That takes time, and in a reasonable world, we would say let's give him the first season to see where he kind of fits, right? But this is America. You don't you don't get that type of leniency here. It's you either go big or you go home. And he's this close to going home. So I think there's there's some things. And obviously, I don't think 
anyone really has been mentioning it, and I think we're the first ones to kind of bring it to light like that. I don't think anyone's really been on Harinet like that, AJ, and really put him in the hot seat as far as, you know, the me- the big media from Mexico. But I think yeah. maybe we're looking a little bit ahead of it and, and, and trying to get ahead of it because, let's face it, if the results don't come, we know who they're going to go after. We are big media in Mexico. They just don't want to accept it. So. Yeah, they just don't. No. So they just don't don't want to accept the reality. Anyways, go go ahead, Eddie. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, just I get like whenever anyone, any any play, whether it be player or manager, if you go to a big club, they're expecting a lot of you. You kind of want to get the results done immediately. You want to see why this this institution brought you here in the first place. I get like he's still trying to gain himself a community here at America, still trying to figure out things out. But it's like we get if we're the if we sign you for that reason. It's for you to do something with this team. That's to bring us a title. We've been on a title draw for some time. We want these results immediately. I know it's a lot maybe coming from a guy, you know, who just coming from a team that just that almost beat us in the year. So we're already kind of like, okay, let's just get this guy. I want Arlene to really prove each um the people wrong here. But like the fact that you're um you're coming into this big club and you're not really being able to do much in these like basketball games, we already got a league's cup upset. Uh, we haven't been looking so great in league right now. You kind of need to like do something right now before a lot of the makers are going to start just piling onto you on the hate and just don't want you at the club anymore. We signed him for a contract. He knows if he doesn't end up doing anything with the club, he knows he's going to be out of here. So it's at this point now where I feel you just got to start. You got to start picking the face up, man. We're all, we're getting towards the halfway mark of the season. You got you got you got to figure things out like immediately. And we said that it was crucial that America did not drop points still in within the first four or five jornadas. You've now dropped a total of five points right now. Not to not counting the Querétaro game because God, I don't even know if we walk away with a victory at this point. Yeah, at, at the Corregidora. So. You're not in. You're not in a great standard. One win, one draw, and one loss. Like, not good. I know. I get it. Four games in. Technically, we've only played three. We're maybe blowing, blowing things out of proportion. But mm-hmm. this is America. This is how it is. It's just, if we're not gonna do it, we'll we can't. will. Like, it's it's always gonna be blown out to a disproportional range because it's it's the stature of the, the club that we are. So, I do feel for the guy because I do think that he's a very good manager. But I think. Christian is onto something, but maybe we got him at a time where he wasn't ready. Maybe he needed another season with San Luis. Maybe he needed a couple more, you know, games under his belt in this league to, you know, do things better. But I don't know. Maybe two, three weeks from now, he's been blowing teams out of the water. And now we're just over here praising him. And a lot can happen. A lot can change. And of course, trust me, fingers crossed. That's what I want. But at this moment in time, we have to be realistic with ourselves and, and, and look at him and and start questioning, like, okay, some of these, some of the substitutions he's been making are very, very questionable. AJ, mm. you're talking about taking out Kevin Alvarez and you bringing in Miguel Ayun, like the player that we oh, are that makes praising perfect sense. for. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the player that we are praising for being so great at attacking, needing a goal, you take him out. And the guy who literally almost literally got an assist because I'm gonna give it to him because he put the ball in for Quinones to kind of tap it. And you take him out. Like, how does that make sense? I'm seeing these, like, last hustle that we did, mate. It's like, we're making defensive subs. I'm like, why? We need a push for a goal. 
like I know where we might maybe risk a potentially getting caught on the counter, maybe none of the players mark or none of the defense defense marking their players, but like we need that goal, we need a response right now. I mean, like you can get he can maybe try to dish you across as long as that ball doesn't like go over the damn stadium. But it's like out of all like the subs you can make, it's like you're making that kind of sub. It's like that that's not making sense. And especially in the way that um that is like setting his players up where he wants his wingers to get by, by the touchline. Kevin Alvarez can do that job for you and get on the attack. Yeah, you can be up in numbers, but for him to do it that, if like as the field's playing scared, he's like, okay, I don't want to risk conceding goal. I'm just gonna play defensive now at a home game. You shouldn't be doing that. You gotta push for that win. You don't want to go. You don't want to. You don't want to um end up only getting a point away at home, especially when you got the next couple, of, uh, yeah, like the next couple of games in Liga at home. So like, do that. It's like you're playing scared. You can't play scared. You can. Not even when you're away. Like on the road, maybe, okay, I'll give you a pass, but at home, that is just, that should be unheard of. So, I mean, he also brings in Luis Fuente at the same time, Dylan. Like, <laughs> that there's no pace in that. There's like, no what pace. Are you, what are you trying did, to get at? Like, like, he he definitely wanted the draw. <laughs> yeah, like at draw. that point, you're trying to secure something, right? Like, you know he's a very much defensive player. So, bringing in the likes of Layud and then at the same time, bringing on Luis Fuentes, it gives you that vibe of like, yes, he's trying to secure this draw, which if Atlas was all over us and like, we for sure we're going to concede, okay, I get it. But they weren't. We had still dominated possession. We were still on top of the ball. Like, really, it's just like AJ say, make it make sense. And, and you really can't. And that's why I think that there's got to be this criticism over him because there are questions that I know I'm not the only ones asking them. I know you guys have some, and I know that the rest of the Americanismo is asking them as well. Like, you're looking back at these past couple of games, these subs have just been questionable, especially because they've always had the tendency of bringing on a defender. So, I don't know. I, I, I know that somewhere down the road, future Ivan is going to be like, you were just so wrong. I don't know why you're blowing things out of proportion, but. Right now, I just got to stay with, with what I am. And so, ultimately, like we mentioned, America gets to draw, terrible, flat performance. And I'm not going to lie to you. I went to bed a little bit upset. I was like, well, this sucks. I'm going to start my Monday off like this. And it wasn't the best of weekends for us, Dylan. United ended up getting trashed by Tottenham. Yeah. Can't relate. So, I know you guys ended up playing Monday and winning, so. Ah, just not a not a good not a good weekend overall for sports, at, at least in my perspective. Then we got a hurricane over here in California. I mean, I should have just known by that. Just that alone, I should have been like, you know what? <laughs> we got a hurricane game got moved over to the Azteca. Like, yes, I should have just known it was not going to be my weekend. So, but anything you guys want to add before we kind of wrap up the uh, the Atlas game? Um. I would, that, this is just one of those games, especially um, um, with Quinones back playing his former team. And I, like I said, I wish it was uh, uh, away still. Um, it's like this is one of those games where Quinones would have, have just like bagged like one or two, even if they were assists, because it just seemed like that would have been right. But, you know, and, and- according to Ivan, he's a fraud. So he's still he's still a fraud in my books until that man can bag himself. A hat trick in a game is where I'm gonna stop lifting that he's a fraud. 
All right. Julian Quinones, you're listening to this right now. I'm on to you. I know what you're doing. I know what you're getting at. I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to sit here and idly stand by. Call you out. I'm going to have a rant for Julian Quinones for every game he doesn't score. That plain and simple. If you see a, a Julian Quinones uh, hate account, Ivan's probably, or Ivan's burner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably. Um, but all right, gentlemen, uh, it, let's move on because it's a quick turnaround for America. Like, you, you know, you play Sunday and then boom, Wednesday night, you have to come back and do it again. AJ, you mentioned it. It's a the second game in a long stretch of America home games, right? Quote unquote home games because one of them is going to be an away game, technically, because Cruz Azul and Salisteca, we know how that goes. I hate that so much. So do I. So do I. AJ, who did did the ladies play against Cruz Azul at, on the road or at home with Cruz Azul feminine? Um, it was a home game. They were playing at they were playing at the Azteca, but if by the way, you know, it, we were we were home. We were the home team. We were the home team. Okay, because I I can't remember, but I saw like I don't know if it was Cruzufa I Menino Cruzufa themselves. Like they they posted up like a like a tweet saying this is also our home, like to promote yeah. selling tickets. No. no, yeah, even though they've always been playing no. at um, yeah at the Hidalgo Stadium. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, wait, what? I was like, no, guys, like, get this done. I reported it to Twitter right away. I was like, you know, I'm to do something about this. <laughs> So, uh, again, a long run stretch of games. I think, how much was it going to be? I think seven total that we were going to have at home. Yeah, seven. Right? So, this is the second game in seven. God, I don't even want to know how terrible next season is going to be with all those away games. But let's just focus on the present. Nikaxa, gentlemen, how are we feeling about this one? Easy dub or, again, another game that we find somehow to easily complicate it? We're complicating this thing somehow. Considering how we complicate the Atas game. It's going to be the same thing. And, you know, when teams that are, like, not doing so hot in the league play against America, they just give it their all as if, like, it was a Liga game. So. I, I I get that, you know, there's a a sense of urgency from lower teams to come in and play against us and, and have that, you know, little bit of, oh, hey, we beat America at home type of thing. But I've seen them. I, I, you saw the if you just catch the highlights against Tigres. They did not look like they were just. They looked like they were getting blown out of the water in that sense. So, I don't know. I, I want I want this game to be different. Obviously, the only incorporation we're getting back is Fidalgo. Cáceres is still out. Everyone else that we just mentioned is still out. So Fidalgo is the only one that really comes into play in this one. And Dylan, now my question is the same question that Chris asked earlier a little bit. What is this midfield going to look like? Because you anticipate Diego Valdez to start, and I really honestly don't see how you take Jonathan Dos Santos from this starting eleven because he's been doing such a solid job in that center defensive midfield. He's mm-hmm. been a very good plug in between the midfield and the defense. And if you look at his stats, phenomenal. His passing percentage, outstanding. Tackling percentage, really great. So I don't think you move him. So the real question is, Richard or Fidalgo? Oh man. I think I think if if you if you're gonna lean on Jonathan to, you know, in terms of how his passing has been, I think I think you go uh and the way he's been playing in that CDM spot, like you said, I think you go Fidalgo and take Richard out. He bench Richard. Mm-hmm. Um I think that, you, I think you lean on lean that way. And and that's that's a big switch to make because usually we see a midfield of Richard and Fidalgo and it's it, it's worked before, 
under this new playing style, I don't think it does. Because no one, no, not one of them is going to commit more to that center defensive mid role than the other. Hidalgo might try back a little bit more than Richard, but still, I expect him to get caught off a couple of times. So, AJ, Jonathan Santos is a must. So, uh-huh. do you stick with Fidalgo as well, or do you, you know, roll with Richard? Like, it's just the urgency that that's, like, one of your key players in the squad. I do feel like you would put him over Richard at that point. I feel that's what the, that's what the fans want, but I also feel where Jardine, they need that urgency in that midfield for, like, creativeness that we've been missing, and we're kind of all, every fan you can ask or like we're looking at feet off the creativity you're gonna have to put him to at least do something in that midfield to help our our um front three do something with that ball mm-hmm. to put the ball in the back of the net and i think you're right in the sense that i i, I do think fidalgo has kind of a little bit more of that fine refined look in onto the pitch and can pick out a pass better than richard does not to say richard can't but i think what he offers you a little bit more is creativity than richard yeah. i think richard offers you something that we've been begging Fidalgo to do, which is long-range shots. But at this point, I think you stick it by and you give Fidalgo the go-ahead because you, you need to find some rhythm. And look, this Nekaka game could be, could be the turning point for Hagen in the season, right? You come into this one, you win it in a good, good way. I'm not going to say comfortable because I don't think it'll be that sense. But if you can demonstrate and, and your squad can walk away with a couple of goals, maybe even hold on to a clean sheet, then... Oh, wow. All of a sudden, morale goes up and you're looking at different America. Go out, you play against the own, do something different, get some three points there as well. Now you're building some traction. And I think that's what this game needs to be. It needs to be the tipping stone for America this, in, in a season that has been filled with nothing but uncertainties, Dylan. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, like you said, if you can get the, if you can get the ball rolling here, I mean, you're, you're still... It, you're still going to get Henry back eventually. And then you're eventually going to get Cabecita back. So, I mean, if you can get it rolling with these players right now, and then you're going to plug in two more key players that are going to make the world a difference, you know, um, then it's only going to be up from here. So I think this is, it really needs to start here. Do you agree, AJ? Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, then... I think it's fair to say the starting eleven we're looking at is Malagón and goal. Obviously, Kevin on the right, Chavarez on the left. Center back partnership. Do you guys keep Emiliano? I thought he did a pretty decent job. Even though yeah. I would maybe give the goal is fifty fifty. I give it fifty percent to Emilio, fifty percent to Chavarez. So I give forty to I give forty to Emilio and sixty to Chava. <laughs> okay, that's no, that's fair. That's fair. That's reasonable. If you look back at that goal, the margins are are thin in that sense. So. Obviously, Lara gets another shot at it. And then, obviously, Israel Reyes. In the midfield, we, we talked about it already. Jonah, Hidalgo, and then Diego Valdez in that camp spot. On the right, do you keep Leo Suarez or do you put in Sendejas, who both did not look their best on Sunday? I say just keep Leo. Keep Leo. I, uh, I do, I do the same thing. Try not, swi- t- try not to switch her. Um, things are on too much, so just stick with it. And then does, nothing goes well, sub in person they have. I like it because Leo has been detrimental to this America attack. I think, I don't want to say we burned him out a little bit playing him in the camp spot, but maybe give him another game to try to get back into the room of, the, of that right wing. I think it's fair. Because Sendejas, even when he came in, didn't look like the Sendejas of past. So mm. I don't think he merited to take his spot right away. And then, of course, the left-hand side is going to be Brian Rodriguez, who I think 
looked one of the best players on Sunday. Yeah. So I, I keep him there. I, I think he's potentially, you know, trying to lift his hand and say, look, even if Cabecita is training already, like, don't forget about me. I, yeah. you know, I, I can give something to this attack. And sadly, of course, we're going to have Kuni um, Quinones up top. And so we'll see what happens there. But on paper, this America side should be easily winning this game 4-0. Right, Dylan? On paper. <laughs> on paper. <laughs> <laughs> so what does America need to do to get to that level, at least in this game? What, what, do, what are we looking at specifically for America to do within these first at least 45 minutes against Nakata? The opposite against Atlas. <laughs> That's a way to put it. No, the opposite is the opposite would be give Nick X to the ball and score a goal on them on the count. Yes. <laughs> there you go. There yes. you go. Yeah, exactly. Now we're like, talking. Tactic 101. <laughs> give the other team the ball. That's very Mourinho-esque, by the way. Um I, I I agree in the sense that you you have to have a little bit more creativity. I think I want to see a spark from the midfield from the get-go. I want to see why. Christian rates Fidalgo so much and why he's so detrimental to this midfield. I think that's important. He gets a couple of passes going, opens up some channels, and great. I'm obviously, you guys heard it already, time and time again, I'm going to be bagging on this guy to do something and that's Quinones to be able to play as the holding player. I know he doesn't want to do it. I know that's not his strong suit, but he's got to learn. He's got to learn. He's got to be a little bit more versatile. We can use an abusive speed all day long but what happens to a what happens when you have to play against a very deep Nakaksa that's not gonna that's gonna wait for you basically in front of goal? You yeah. really don't have any speed to you know, no space to run into. So that's where you have to be more creative. That's where you have to be holding up the play, one, two passes, you know, take a player on one or two. So AJ. What what do you want to see from this attacking trio within the first forty five minutes? Look, just first of all, is be creative. Figure out the um the kind of passes you can make. Try to make the cross. You want to cut inside. You want to take the play. You want to take the player on and get yourself into the box to take a shot. But I think what's most just important as well is just to please just try to put the ball in the back of the net. Especially with these looks at the the team's game, you will only get so many looks at goal in a game before those opportunities are just gone and you just cannot get a good look at it again. What what, what Brian Rodriguez did, he had some good looks in that at this game. Quinones, he had like six total shots. Like, come on, of all those six shots, surely one of them's got to go in. That was not the case. If you're getting those, that uh, if your opponent is allowing you to get that amount of shots, which is not often, you really got to at least put one of them into that back of the net. So I'm really expecting for Leo Suarez or Brian Rodriguez for Quinones, and I'm looking at the wingers just to help Quinones out, set him up. I know he, like you mentioned, it's not the position he likes to play, but like you gotta embrace that until Henry comes back. You can't just be scared and just do not want to fulfill that position that you're playing for. You have to do, you have to play that role for the full 90 minutes. So it's really for these wingers, just helping us as much as they can, feed him all the balls that he needs in order for him to get themselves a good looks at goal. And most importantly, just stay on side, please. Because I feel like the amount of goals that he could have scored, it all been nullified because he's been offside, which is ridiculous. Everyone wants to blame the ref, but then when I'm looking back at his replays, I'm like, I hate to be that person like, yeah, he is offside by like a tad bit. But mm-hmm. just please stay yes. on side. 
be um be clinical with your shots, put the ball in the back of the net, and there you go. Well, everyone will be happy. He'll be happy. Yeah, no, he is because I have a ruler by the TVA. I'm already I'm always measuring already. <laughs> but you, you you mentioned shots, and and here's a fun game to play at home, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching this game, for every offside Julian Quinones has, take a shot. Just take a shot. Let's see how far we can get. Let's can we even make it through first half without dying, Dylan? I guess I'll be texting off and let y'all know. <laughs> I'm gonna be. Oh my god! With, with his rate, I'm I won't make it to to second half whatsoever. But you're right, though. I I think we need to see more of a cohesiveness from from this America side, and and I think the key word, at least for this episode, is creativity. Right? We lacked it against Atlas. Can we find it again against Necaxa? That's the key thing. And so, obviously, all eyes will be on Hardine to pick out a good side. And also to demonstrate that he's capable of fulfilling this job, right? That he was the ideal candidate. So go out there, perform it. Like I said, could be the perfect tipping stone for America. So that way we forget everything that happened prior to the NXA game and only focus going forward on what is done after that game. So also shout out to Chris, who will be at the game. He's going to be at the Estadio Azteca for this one. Chris might also be at the game for the Leon. He has not confirmed it. But he did mention that he possibly will be there. So. If for whatever reason, I don't know why or how you guys would find him on a Wednesday evening at the Estadio Azteca with one of our listeners. But if you do, shout out to him and uh, take a picture with him because none of us know what he looks like, by the way. <laughs> just, just putting that out there, okay? Never has had a FaceTime call with us. Never has turned on a camera. We don't even know what Chris looks like. So please, if you are the first lucky person in the world to see what Chris looks like in person, please. Send us a picture. We'd love, uh, we'd love to share it on on our social media platform. So again, uh, uh, me and AJ had a FaceTime call with him. Facts, but even though he was only showing his highs and, and his color, yeah, it was like yeah, it was like I, this much. Yeah, like yeah. This <laughs> I don't. I know. We need the full face. I need the full. You know. I I, I need to see. I need to see. So, Chris, <laughs> Chris is saying that's a lie. We FaceTime, but we just we told you right now. You only you only show us square. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no but shout out to chris man i hope you're having a wonderful time out there in mexico city loveliest place on earth best food in the world and of course home to the best team in the world as well so chris enjoy your time at the studio stick send us a lot of pictures send us videos we'd love to see what's going on down there well gentlemen anything else to add on to this game please um, win <laughs> I, I I'm look I'm AJ said please win. Oh yeah, and, no, yeah. Uh, please. <laughs> for, for love of all things Eagles. Yes, <laughs> for the love of Eagles. For the love of all the Eagles. Guys, that's gonna get gonna, taken out of context now. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna use that in every in every context of, of the sense for the love of all Eagles. Yeah, love all no, Eagles. I love it. Um, I just want to say if Hidalgo does get back into the starting eleven, um. Somehow, some way, whether it be for Richard or or Jonathan, I'm kind of looking forward to see how him and Diego will play out this because coming game to see mm-hmm. if they can get things clicking again in the midfield and and you know open up space and a little bit be more creative in that sense. Because you saw a little bit of it against Puebla, and, and yeah. I think they were very critical with with being the reason as to why we won that game the way that we did. So I think it's important to have them link up again. We'll see what happens, yeah. but you mentioned it. It's keep an eye on it. I know Brian will keep a very, very, <laughs> but I mean very close eye on Fidalgo. Mm-hmm. He is what I had against Cordova, I think uh 
Brian has for, for Fidalgo. So I get you. I get you, Brian. All right. I know what it feels like. Um, well, I think uh, that's pretty much it in that sense. Unless you have anything else to add, AJ, in regards to this game against Nakaksa? No? Mm-mm. Well, all right then. Well, we'll have a game on Saturday. Yes, Saturday against. Oh, man, such a quick turnaround. Now we got to go up against Leon. Um, we'll be talking about that hopefully maybe later on during the week. If not, then we'll talk about it next week and we'll recap it as well. But we'll be in touch with all that. Um, in the meantime, though, AJ, I want to give you the space and time to talk to us a little bit about what's been going on with the Lady Aguilas. The ladies have been on an amazing run of form since the league has started. Even with all this League Cup action going on left and right, these ladies have been performing and doing what the men have not been able to do. Scoring goals and looking good. Talk to me about the ladies and their current season. Um, they just been on top of the world, especially after since last season. They won the title, something else that men couldn't do in quite some time. Really happy with this team with what Helbi and Kappa has done. Being able to take the team to the final his first season, they lost. He did the adjustments, did his homework, fixed the team around a bit, made some adjustments on um, with the players, and they're becoming champions again for the um for the second time in the team's history. Really good on America Feminine and the players. Just been impressed with every single player as a whole. Every player that on this team has a contribution in some way. Whether they just play a couple mares not, the presence on the pitch. Um, is vital for the for the team's success and for them to get the win. As a whole, they've just been on a roll. They've been scoring goals left and right for this for this team. Just really proud of them what they've been able to do. They're looking to be like the um the team that everyone's um scared of in the league. They're the ones that everyone wants to go on beat. They're looking like the fan um the fan favorites to lift the trophy up once again in the league. It's been really fun to watch them, especially just being able to um make gifts. And um, get the videos of the goals for this team. Just they've been doing a really good job. Just love every single one of them, and I look forward to every single America Feminine game for the upcoming season. Their most recent game, thought was they were gonna get the first, they were gonna get a draw, but no, they came out and fought till the very end, and they were able to get themselves all three points away at the Noel Camp. So really proud of America Feminine. And in last night's game just proves that I can never watch the feminine game. Again, so. I, I, I turn it on, it's 2 0, and all of a sudden it's 2 2. I turn it off and they win. So I, I think it's fair to say you're banned from any America uh, from it, yeah. that We can never go cover a game, Dylan. No, no. <laughs> just, just wait. We, if we, we left the to. trophy again, I'm like, ah, you can see the trophy presentation. And maybe worse things to come, they probably left the trophy up. Someone makes the trophy fall, and that trophy is broke. And then, you know. <laughs> but still, it would be a trophy in none of the less. Look, I got to say, shout out to America Feminine and the job that they have done really for the past couple of years has, has really resonated in, in this team. I mean, you, you look at this squad, this squad is so deep. Like the depth of this squad is just ridiculous. Like the players you have at your disposal. Yesterday, we had Allison and we also had Ali Gol and Sarah Lubert on the bench. Just chilling. Because we had other players right there. He was like, you know what? Just take a break. No need to worry. We got it. Like, it is ridiculous how stacked this team is. I have not seen a team this stacked since the Lakers beat the Celtics back in, I think, what was it, 2008? I mean, just 
ridiculous. Awesome. Really awesome of a team and um, really great, great coverage by AJ, guys. If he hasn't mm-hmm. done already, check out our Twitter. I mean, the man lives and breathes by America Feminine. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be capable of doing what we do on Twitter. And AJ, mm. just want to take a second to say thank you so much for what you are doing, my man. You are just the soul and the heart of this podcast, in a sense, for all things America Feminine and for the men's as well. So thank you. And really, a, a show of testament as to your great job. We get uh, the players all the time liking or retweeting uh, mm-hmm. uh, your work. So it's just, like, again, a, a true testament in that sense. Really appreciate it. And yes, Chris, they'll be playing um, Barcelona and Real Madrid but, um, next week, if I'm correct. So those are going to be some pretty fun games for Omega Femini to be playing against playing against um, the Champions League winners and then Barcelona and facing out to one of the up-and-coming teams from Spain and Real Madrid. So should be really fun. They got um Barcelona's got um players on the World Cup who were champions. Spain gonna be playing against us and for Real Madrid as well. So it ought to be a really fun game for America Femini to see what they can do against two really great um teams. Yeah, no, and, and I'm glad that you guys touched upon it. I was gonna mention it too as well. I mean, what was it? Uh last season was it when we played against Lyon and Milan? Yeah, um, right? yeah, we played. We yeah, we played. We played against top. We played against some um, teams like Tottenham, all rain. We um by our Leverkusen. So it's just also really nice just to see America Fanny reaching out to these other teams now from Europe and to being able to be a host friendlies and just getting the attention for the America Seven Need and for the teams from these other leagues. So it's really great as a whole for growing um the leagues. And for getting recognition and women's soccer as well. So good job for Claudia Carrion, especially, who's been doing a really great job as a sporting director for this team and being able to make all these things possible. The transfers, being able to set set up friendlies, just everything in that aspect. You can see the, the, the great job that she's done. And you see why people have said that she could, if she could please take care of the men's as well. Because Please do. <laughs> I beg. Please do. Just do I mean, it. Just yeah, no, please. She understands and and she works within the constrictions and and the budget and everything. Like I said, she makes miracles happen. So shout out to her again. Another great job. And the ladies on route to hopefully, you know, back to back championship. I know they're really heavily marketing uh, for America to win that third one. I I see it all the time at the Azteca when the men's play. You always see the feminine campeonas, right? With the little with the three looking to to seal that that third championship so um agent one last question here um news of a potential arrival of another player coming to this already very deep squad rumor has it that it's going to be quite the talented player what have you heard on your end uh for what i remember that claricano did make a way over there i think to the um during the world cup to just see if there's any players and i remember with via camp as well he did mention from a press conference one that said he wants to bring another player and it was a player from the world cup i'm hinting it's going to be to be someone from the spain from the spain women's national team which i would absolutely love it would be even great to bring in a talented player like them to bring it into this squad with the amount of depth that this team has i don't know exactly who it is yet but wherever it's going to be as we like to have so, you know, it'll be a really a big signing for this team and even get even, even a bigger boost in hopes of living, lifting that third title. When when I heard that press conference, though, and I was like, man, what more do you want? What do you, how do you fit more pieces into this? <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> Stop. 
and they're just like and Viacama's like nah I, I I want one more player and I'm like okay then at, at this point he's retaining them like basketball players like okay you're only getting 25 minutes you're only gonna get 15 you're only getting 14 like he's just really stacking them uh and again just amazing unfortunately then though you can't catch a game anymore you're gonna have to catch the highlights yeah I guess so <laughs> I don't even know. Do we how how even count? I mean, like, if I watch the highest next game, it just goes bad. Dylan, AJ's got a AJ's got a cover. So as long as you watch it on our Twitter feed, it should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but all right then. Um, well, again, AJ, great job. Keep it, keep on rolling, and we'll keep a close eye on the ladies and and everything that they're doing. Um, with that said, though, anything else you guys want to add before we kind of wrap it up here? Predictions, Ivan. Oh, predictions. Wow. There you go. Just slipped over my head. I'm so excited to talk ladies. I completely forgot about these terrible players that we have to watch on Wednesday and Saturday. Um, prediction for Wednesday's matchup against Nikaksa. AJ, I'll throw it to you first. I want to say 2-0, America. 2-0. Wow. This is clean sheet and two goals. I don't know. Okay. I like it. I like it. Optimism. Dylan. 1-1. One, one. Draw. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Here, I thought I was going to be the pessimist. Um, I'm going 2-1. I, I, we need a win, desperately. And I think we'll get the 2-0, AJ. We'll just find a way to fumble it at the end, and we'll, we'll, we'll concede a goal. And then we're we're going to see another defensive substitution like in the 80th uh, minute because we want to secure the victory. So. Oh, I, think he's still, I think he's still hurt. So. Nah. Yeah. God, no. Uh, Chris saying, better be a 7-0 since I'm in the building, but realistically, fear is a <laughs> Oh, imagine? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Chris. Hopefully, Chris, I'm hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they put on a goals galore for you. And uh, somehow, you know, you end up watching the best game at the Azteca ever. But, um, hey, fingers crossed. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, hey, keep it on the UI podcast, uh, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Wherever it is that you may want to uh, see us and or listen to us, uh, we'll keep you guys covered in regards to that aspect. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? I think that's it. Good. That is it. Awesome. Well, with that said, I guess I just want to thank you guys for making the time out. Dylan, thank you so much. AJ, as well. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. And tomorrow, hopefully, America gives us something to be happy about. And we can roll on into Thursday with a little bit more of a smile on our faces. So, we'll see what happens. We'll right. see what happens. I love it, though. A ver. Perfect, perfect. All right, then you guys have a wonderful time. Thank you no to all of you nada. guys who listened. No pasa nada. And for the love of all Eagles, America, please, just <laughs> please win. Okay? Absolutely. All right, then you guys have a wonderful night. Take care. And as always, arriba, America. Good night.
ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.